There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 11 of season 1 of Superstition. I'm really hoping that we're seeing season 1 because there's been hints that season 2 is coming. Let's hope so, that's for sure. But we do have some good news as far as numbers go. Go ahead with that. Episode 11 brought in a 0.14 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.478 million viewers making it the 77th rated cable show for the day. That's good. Yes, it basically doubled the numbers from the previous week. And the uh, Superstition writers definitely tweeted that out. That's good. So maybe just a lot of people were coming late to the game. I think so. Some kind of moving the times around. That, That does make a difference sometimes. Yes, it does. And their numbers have increased since being moved to Thursday. So that's definitely a very positive sign that it's at least possible to get a season two. Oh, I'm still hoping because they haven't said anything because we're still no, holding we out hope. Heard. Yeah, we're still holding out hope with Ghost Wars, too. They haven't said anything. Right. Why do you back suck? Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into episode 11, shall we? All right, back to one. The Hastings family is trapped in a time loop designed to result in their deaths unless they can find the root of the loop and break the spell. I would have probably screwed that up. (laughs) (laughs) So this was interesting because the way it started, I kind of felt like it was just Calvin being, like, crotchety. Because he's like, we've already talked about this, or we've already discussed this. And I didn't realize... He's actually realizing the exact moment was talked about. Right. Because the way we see it, I just thought it was things happening, and it was just too similar, and he's kind of like, don't tell me I'm not a kid kind of thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, this is actually happening over and over. Right. Talk about a horrible Groundhog Day. Right? (laughs) Because I'd be stuck with a day that I have, like, the worst amount of staff, and, like, it would just be horrible. Yes. <laughs> I just know it. But anyway, let's talk about the show instead of me not wanting to go to work tomorrow. Go ahead. All right. Well, we start with the initiation because the family is back together at the funeral home, and Russ is there, too. And he wants to continue his path into the magical realm courtesy of the Hastings. First thing he's got to do is select his significator a special card that marks his level of magical maturity. So when B lays out the tarot cards for him, he gets the same sequence. Empress, the Hermit, the Fool, Justice, the Emperor, the Star. And then weird stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah, it gets real weird because 
Calvin and Tilly hear about Russ's card, so they rush over to Aunt Nancy's house. Hmm. Yes, because apparently in the tarot deck, you only have one devil. Right. And first he has two, and that's when B's like, that's weird, and then another, and then another. Now, when they do end up saying what's going on, I thought somehow, like, the devil card was going to keep increasing, and that's where how they were going to figure out, like, which one they were on, like, which loop. Right. But, alas, I was incorrect. But weirder things happen. Oh, yeah. Because when they get in to see Aunt Nancy, she's in the middle of a trance, and she's seated in front of a container with a rock in it. That rock looked a little familiar. Yeah, it kind of did. That the one that we see given to her by a certain doctor? Yeah. So, have all sorts of evil juju connected. Of course, and we find out that as Mayor Bickley enters the house and snatches up the special rock, it's called a Vajara. Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to pop up. No, that was the last person I expected to come bolting through the door. Right. And it's supposed to be able to harness the power of lightning. The rock or his weird gun? I think it was his weird gun. It looked very steampunkish. Yeah. Like, did you put that together in your garage? What are you doing there? But hey, it had a pretty powerful punch. Oh, yeah. Because he aims it at Calvin and shoots him, and he just disintegrates right there. And that's about the time I was like, holy crap, what just happened? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That was totally unexpected. And you go, all right, this is... Yeah, I know we're getting close to the end of the season, but are we really killing off uh, the main characters like this? Yeah, I know. It's like, all right, everybody's in the pool for the possible ending of the show, I guess. Right, because then he turns around and kills Tilly. Wait, was Tilly go... there the first time? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Because it, it like, went so many times, I kind of, like, forgot. Yeah, Tilly. lost track of Because she wasn't was there. there every time. No, she wasn't. That's why I'm like, wait, which one was the first one? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Tilly and then May was there. Right. like, holy crap, he's killing everyone. Isaac's yes. going to take you out. And he goes to wake up Aunt Nancy, but then the floors start shaking. Earthquake! And I couldn't figure out if it was like her and some like crazy power she had, or if... Like, the rock was, like, causing something, or what it was, because it was just so weird. Yeah, it, it definitely was, and yeah, I kind of had a feeling it might have something to do with the rock, too, but until she comes out of that trance, that rock ain't letting anybody get near her. Right. And then, oh, okay, maybe everyone's not dead. Yeah, or, we will start back over again. Right, or then I'm thinking, all right, is this going to be a weird, like, memento thing, where, like, we see something... And then it goes backwards a little bit. Then we see something right. more yeah. in the back. Exactly. Yeah, three hours earlier or right. something. That's what I thought, because it was just really strange. Right. And this time around, Isaac gets a call from the mayor. Yeah. And Isaac wasn't expecting that either, because the mayor just seemed like not somebody who's going to join in and be part of Scooby Gang. No, not at all. And as B starts with the cards again... Russ basically calls them out before she turns them over and you go, okay, so they're aware that this has happened before. Which is weird because th don't they say something 
at some point in the episode, like, human, normal people, humans, shouldn't, like, notice it happening. Right. Because Isaac kind of has a dull headache, he says, but nobody right. else notices anything. Yeah. Until they the just whole get the, deja vu thing. Right. <laughs> they only get some deja vu. Although, Russ knowing all those cards, unless he suddenly became psychic. Right. That was definitely a, a, a flag on the play there. Yeah. And we get a shot of Tilly examining a corpse, and it's covered in cobwebs. Yeah. And you automatically think back to Aunt Nancy's spiders. Right. Like when we've seen them kind of crawling all over when Calvin was in the trance. Right. Yes. So Isaac meets with Bickley, and Bickley informs him that he thinks they're trapped in a Zervanian loop, a time sand trap. Just sounds weird. I know. It's like, <laughs> okay, I don't understand that. Although, again, at some point, they figure out for sure that's happening. And again, because we've gone through it a couple times, I don't remember at which point they see the weird hourglass. Right. And it's going up. Yeah. I first saw that awesome visual effect, but that's so weird, and that would be like, oh my gosh, I'm totally creeped out. Crap. Yeah, this is not good. Right. (laughs) Like, ah, we're so screwed. (laughs) Bickley returns to Aunt Nancy's and proceeds with killing everybody there. This time it's Calvin Tilly and May in an attempt to offset the loop. But Bickley does talk to Isaac, um, said Calvin. And he's right. like, we're the only two that should know it. But he doesn't even know all of it. No. When it comes back. So it's weird that he says that, but he doesn't really know what's happening. Right. He knows he's in a loop, but he doesn't know how to get out of it. And so he thinks he's got to kill everybody. I don't know how he came up with that idea. Trying, I guess. Yeah. And, of course, it doesn't work, and we're back to square one once again. I don't but know. this time around, B and Tilly have come to the conclusion that they're also in a time loop. Right, because Tilly remembers everything about the autopsy without even opening the body bag. Right. Which, first of all, I would never want to know that, but whatever. Yeah. And then B with the hourglass. I think this is the point. Right. right? And and with the card, right? Yeah. And it's just so weird. Just when they start talking about it, because I feel like with all of those people looking and trying to figure it out, they'd be able to do it quicker. Right. But because the dredge was involved, because giving Aunt Nancy that rock, I think it's so much bigger and more complicated than they ever thought. Oh, absolutely. This was definitely a plan by the dredge. And it worked to just the way he planned it, too, unfortunately. Because, of course, B thinks the only person that it could have caused this would be Kronos, the governor of time. But they have no clue why he would do it. You know, I was thinking Kronos, like, the old god. Right. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I guess technically he's still a governor of time, but, I mean, he was... So react. much. Yeah, he was so <laughs> much more than that. And, and he was, like, trapped by his children. So the only thing I could think of when they said that is the rock was somehow like a piece of him because I think he was like encased where he in stone or something. Right. I don't remember all my Greek mythology. Mythology, yeah. There's a lot. I always get Greek and Roman confused. I I know that's horrible, but they're really similar. Yes. And 
I was just like, that seems so weird that they, they pull so much out of so many different, like, religions and myths. It's amazing. It's like, it makes me want to actually search for all this stuff. Right. Right. Now I'm off on a tangent. Let's come back to uh, the mayor showing up again. Right. And he's about to follow through with the murder of the Hastings, but May intervenes. And this time he's able to shoot Calvin with his own gun. Well, more likely to survive than with lightning. That's true. But of course, it doesn't seem to do any good. And the shaking happens again. And everyone is sent back to the beginning. This is the weirdest thing, because I know you and I have talked about this with another show, because if this is only affecting a small area, and the rest of the world is proceeding as normal, how does the area catch up? Right. (laughs) I don't think we ever figured that out with the other episodes. No. Like, uh, I guess we just magically catch up. Who knows? Because we don't know how long this has been happening. This could be going on for 10 years, for all we know, at this point. Yes, it could. Because later on, Isaac actually gets to talk to Aunt Nancy, who's out of her trance. And she's been causing this time loop as a revenge for the Civil War. Huh? Well, I thought it was revenge on her, basically. And that she kept reliving, like, the worst memory, which was in the Civil War. Right. Which happens to be with Isaac. Yeah. And... I want to ask your opinion, because I'm not sure if I misunderstood this. Did she cause the Civil War? Because that's how I took that. Oh. Or did she just cause, like, one of the major battles? I think she just caused one of the major battles. Okay. Because I was like, the way he was talking and saying, but those are a lot of good people that are out there dying. And I wasn't sure which one she caused. Right. She could have caused both, though. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. With Aunt Nancy, yes. Right. <laughs> so, again, everything kind of comes Resets back. Resets again. Exactly. No, why it's resetting this time? No, we really don't. But, of course, everybody in the family seems to have all have the same memory, either of killing Aunt Nancy or not. So they all decide that they need to go see her together. Hopefully there's powers in numbers. Of course, once they get there, they debate whether or not to kill her and end the madness or do something else. And this is what's interesting. Why doesn't Tilly know how to take her out? Because she knew how to bring her out of a trance before. Right. Because she threw up, like, memory rock before. Right. So why didn't she just do that this time? I don't understand. Yeah, I'm not sure why that didn't click in her head either. It should have, and that should have been the first thing they tried to do. Well, I can understand the other ones not doing it because they were, well, in the trance, basically, before. Right. But, yeah, it just seems like that would have been the way to go. Yeah, I agree totally with that one. Then we get what we were not hoping for as the dredge speaks to Calvin from the ring. Oh, yeah, because you know he's going to be super helpful. Yeah. It's time to play Let's Make a Deal with the Dredge. Never a good game, and you're going to lose in the end. Right? So, we don't hear all of it. No, we don't. But he's just like, I can help you, and you can help your family. And then all of a sudden, he's like, okay, fine. It's like, wait, what? Because as he's saying this, Isaac looks at him. Right. And so do you think Isaac knew that something 
what's going on? Because obviously Calvin's talking to nobody in the room. You would think so, especially Isaac. Right. But of course, Calvin doesn't bite, and we start all over again. Unfortunately, this time, Calvin decides to make that deal. It makes me wonder what the dredge said to him to make right. him change. Yes. But then again, the mayor kept trying to shoot Aunt Nancy every single time. Yeah. It's like, maybe don't try to shoot her this time. Yeah. It's not working. And all of a sudden, yeah, Calvin does exactly what Tilly did before. Tilly should have done. Right. Smash the rock in Nancy's jar and voila. Right. Yeah. And that's what I just didn't understand with Tilly. It's like, you did it before. Right. Why are you not knowing that that's what you need to do? Or do you think that somehow the dredge put some kind of spell on it where she wouldn't know what to do? It's very possible. It is very, very possible that the dredge had control of what they remembered. Okay. And more than likely, he basically kept it to this one reoccurring day. Ah, I see. Because normally Tilly would have jumped all over that and we wouldn't have had all this mumbo-jumbo at the end of the episode. (laughs) Yeah, it just seemed weird, but... Apparently, okay, it worked. Things didn't go rumble, rumble, boom. So, bonus. Yeah. But we find out, which this was interesting, how it it only actually did start with Aunt Nancy. Yeah. And then kept spreading, like, you know, a ripple in a pond. But they never... how far that pond reach? Yeah. So they never really said that, because obviously they didn't leave La Rochelle, so they don't know. But... Kind of interesting to think, you know, she may have been doing this for, for you know, who knows how long. Right. Because it was just her, just her, maybe a little bit bigger, a little bit more. Yeah, and then finally it reaches the mayor and the Hastings and who knows how far out. Right. And it was some god-awful time, wasn't it? I can't remember how long. Uh, did they say something like two years or something like that? It sure seemed like. It seemed like an... I would be tired way before they were. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, the whole thing is like, oh, well, eventually the humans are going to break down because cognitive fun- functions and blah, 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 and they need to sleep. Yeah. It'd probably be about 48 hours. would be like, I'm done. So I don't know. It, it's crazy that it happened. But at least nobody died in the final there, final go round, except we don't know what the deal is. Right. That has me worried. Yes. This was, it was good. I don't even know how many times we went around through it. Because I feel yeah. like it was more <laughs> than than you watched, just because you know it was so long. Right. So I'm kind of confused. But how did you like this episode? I liked it because you kept, you know, anything to do with time, I'm all in on. You know, it's always interesting to see groundhog type days occur and occur and occur and see how the people involved find a solution to break it. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy the ending now that Calvin is in the dredge's debt, that's for sure. Right. That is not going to end well. No, I don't feel like it will. No. Oh, but what do you guys think? Why don't you shoot us an email, let us know your thoughts on the episode, sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com and let us You've heard any rumors about if it's being renewed or not. But a quick, quick thing about time. 12 Monkeys, which is one of our favorite time travel, 
That is going to be airing on May 19th, so that's coming up pretty quick. It's weird that I say it's coming up pretty quick because we're just in January of the new year, but it's already how far into the the month. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, we're almost in February already. (laughs) Right. It's crazy. So stay tuned for that time travel. And I think this is the final season for that. Yes, it is. Wrap up that story. They're going to do it like they did last year. Three nights, uh, three hours each. So, that's a lot of TV watching. Yes, it is. All at once, even though I'm sure we do it all the time. But to actually stay focused on one thing for three hours. (laughs) Alright, so for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Vanderlass. And I'm Steve. Uh, Yeah, pro tip. When you're a single lady, going to a honeymoon spot, not so fun. Until next time.